Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. We're leaving together, but still it's farewell. And maybe we'll come back to WWE, who can tell? I guess there's only Vince to blame. He's out of touch, out of touch. Will things ever be the same again? Do, 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 do. It's the time for news. <laughs> oh, shit. Wrestling podcast news video. If you didn't know by the final countdown, there's a lot of Brian Danielson news this week. <laughs> Let's just talk about it. Um, there's also a lot of people leaving WWE this week, um, which we will start with immediately because... Kevin Owens' contract was expiring sooner than everybody thought. Mm. Fightful.com uh, put a <clears throat> a thing out um, earlier in the week saying, uh, Fightful has been made aware that one WWE contract expires much sooner than originally thought. Um, Kevin Owens did an interview in May 2018 with TVA Sports where he stated he'd signed a five-year deal that will carry him into 2023. However, as it turned out, the deal is actually now up January 2022, according to WWE sources. Um, Fightful said, we've learned from a WWE official that WWE restructured several contracts ahead of the pandemic, for, and for whatever reason, Kevin Owens' deal was changed to expire in January 2022. We were, t- we were not told of any additional terms of the deal or specifically why it was shortened, uh, but we will f- work to find out if any other deals were adjusted. Um, WWE has had contract issues of late with Pete Dunne and Adam Cole, but um, Fightful were told by officials that they're aware that they're aware of when Owens' deal would be up. Uh, Owens' real name, Kevin Steen, has been with WWE since they announced the signing in August 2014. Uh, and KO added a little bit of fuel to the fire in a tweet that he pretty much immediately deleted. But people are quick with those screenshots. Aren't people they? are well quick with that shit. Um, <laughs> of the uh, coordinates of Mount, of Mount Rushmore the name of his faction with Adam Cole and the Young Bucks in PWG. He also changed his location to almost there and the Young Bucks changed theirs to there. Oh. Uh, so possibly very, very soon, Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen will be all elite. Oh. Exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. It's it's a shame, though, that... It's I a shame. Feel, I don't feel Kevin Owens ever really got started when he left NXT. Apart from his like universal title run, which seen her in his first match, mate. I know that, but I mean, I his universal title run didn't feel like a meaningful run, did it? It was a long run. It was just oh, it was the way it ended. Kind of left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouths because mm. obviously fed into Goldberg and took the belt off him. Yeah. Um, Obviously, everything with Jericho was superb. Well, that that match was meant to be the Mania, wasn't it? At Mania, yeah. And instead, they put it for the US title and mm. the damn squid. Um, yeah, it's it's weird with Kevin Owens because the, he's he has been very stop start. He's mm. but you look at him and he's a guy they literally feature on TV every week. Yeah. Even if it's just in a nothing thing, they'll they'll make sure to put him on the TV. He's he's definitely, I think, out of all the people that are kind of jumping shift from WWE to AW, this one feels like a real game changer for me. Yeah, like if he goes, I think that's that's big. Mm. That's very very big. Um, obviously Brian Danielson and Adam Cole both gone, and that. That is also extremely big, yeah. um, given the fact that as well they were like offered like 
Silly money. Silly money. Uh, apparently, uh, um, Vince actually said Brian could compete in the G1 while under, con- under contract with WWE to try and keep him there. Fucking hell. And I know he said in the it was like the media scrum the other week after he came out all out that um, they said they they'd put a very good offer down to him which allowed him to work outside of WWE on occasions. But I didn't realize it was the G one. Yeah, the fact that they were like willing to move heaven and earth to keep him when he's moved like kind of speaks a lot about like the sort of the way the wrestling industry is at the moment. It's a really yeah. exciting time for me. Yeah. Um, it, it's probably now the closest we've got to like the monday night wars isn't it mm. yeah yeah. I'd say. yeah and with with like guys who like literally you've just got to look at kevin owens he was main event with roman reigns not that long ago mm-hmm. only as, a matter as, of a couple of months was, ago daniel Bryan as, as well as was a uh, danielson yeah um it, it's it, it's wild it's it is wild. <laughs> <laughs> um he's not the only one his contract's coming up though is he no, no, that's true. Um, isn't much of an update, but update nonetheless. Uh, news of Kevin Owens uh, deal expiring in January. Uh, apparently, uh, I think this is from Fightful, uh, have gained dozens of inquiries about the status of longtime friend and foe Sami Zayn. Um, there were posts incorrectly attributing Fightful as the source, but reporting, uh, sorry, reporting that Zayn's deal was up in the fall of 2021 as it was listed uh, in their contract expirations form on the site. Uh, that actually came from an article interview with TVA Sports in April of 2019, noting that Zayn had signed a three-year deal shortly before leaving for his operations. So with sick time often added to the length of the contract, he still has about two and a half years left on his current deal. In reaching out to WWE sources uh, about Zayn's contract and the length of it, all they were told was that it's not up in the fall. Zayn has not commented on the matter as of yet. And Meltzer has added that Zayn's contract is indeed up this year. So probably the end of the year, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's just there. I mean, I, won- I wonder if Ke- if Kevin's going to Mount Rushmore with his friend Sammy. <laughs> I'd like to see him there. I, I, it, it's weird. Like again, another guy who, like th- these two guys are both for me game changers. Mm. Like they're both excellent in what they do, and recently they've both been kind of like criminally underused. I think, like yeah. the two guys you could put literally, you could put them at the top of the card for WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, they're that good. Yeah, Sami Zayn for me is one of like the best wrestlers in WWE right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Just- criminally underused that being said the amount of dream matches he's he's got outside the WWE at the moment mm-hmm. the fact that we could get El Generico versus Dan Housen we're, we're, <laughs> we're living in that world especially since Dan Housen's been stealing El, El Generico's gimmick periodically <laughs> in ring bonnet that, 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 that alone the dream That's matches exciting. but then you've got to look at like the fact that if he goes to AW, we could get Sami Zayn versus CM Punk. We could get Sami Zayn versus um, Kenny Omega, Adam Cole. Just, oh, we we didn't get Adam Cole versus Sami Zayn. No. Um, I think he, I think he probably did wrestle El Generico on PWG, but I'd have to check on that. Mm. Uh, and he, even like even some of the guys like Jungle Boy, which is the one that everyone keeps throwing around, Orange Cassidy, Sami Zayn, hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. A great man, like, I and then there's the possibility of what if he goes to does the G1? Well, Sammy Zayn of the G1, Fuck Sammy hell. Zayn versus a carder, oh. Sammy Zayn versus Shingo. Oh, oh, oh. stop it, <laughs> the fucking hose out. <laughs> <laughs> My basement's flooded. <laughs> what, what if we get uh, the the um. Vertical drop brain buster of Tomohiro Ishii versus the brain buster. <laughs> oh, mate. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Owens getting the package pile driver back finally. Oh, oh yeah, man. Oh. What what if we get Lucha Brothers versus Steena Rico? Motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna need the fucking cold shower after this. Um, <laughs> let, let's move. Let's move on before I start pushing some more. Um, <laughs> So WWE has announced the um, that Gable Stevenson has officially start, signed, yeah, signed <laughs> with the company. Uh, he will have a private training facility at the University of Minnesota, 
while he finishes. I put Uno here, but it's actually uni. Um, I was going to say, but is he just got a professional career or, in Uno at the moment? Also, got... also correct. Now, while he finishes university, I see. Um, he'll be he'll have a, tri- a private training facility, basically teach him how to wrestle. So once he finishes university, he'll be like Kurt Angle ready, basically. Kurt Angle ready. He, he's he's gonna he's already said he's gonna be the next Kurt Angle. Um, I think he will be. Yeah. It's just exciting, isn't it? He's he's like he's awesome. Mm. Looks very very imposing. He's just seems like a really nice fella as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Very excited. Yeah. Moving on. I'm in mind. This is manager. B Evans. B Evans. Uh, the Undertaker and the New Day will be in a new interactive horror movie on Netflix entitled Escape the Undertaker. The film stars The Undertaker and The New Day, obviously, um, as the trio of Big E, Kofi and Woods try to escape Undertaker's haunted mansion Ooh, with traps and challenges. Uh, viewers will be able to choose the path that The New Day take whilst trying to make their escape. And the film will premiere on October the 5th of this year. Netflix has been experimenting with these interactive films for a few years, um, specifically the Black Mirror one called Bandersnatch. There's also a Minecraft one. There's a Bear Grylls one as well. Um WWE signed a deal with Netflix back in February of 2019 um, and have produced films on there, uh, such as the main event, um, which featured... Oh, who was in that? Keith Lee? Keith Lee, Otis. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think Leo Rush was in it. Leo Rush, yeah. Uh, I think Amos might be in it as well, possibly. Um, but yeah. That was on there. Um, and also the Vince McMahon docuseries is set to premiere on Netflix at some point that's, in the future. That's absolutely not going to be a fucking docuseries. That's going to be a fucking drama. Yeah, oh, it will. Yeah. There's there's no way in hell Vince is going to fucking like let them write, like do a no-hold-barred documentary about No chance. Change so much. He's going to... He's going to talk about how he didn't get sued by the Pandas and he rebranded WWE because he wanted to. He's going to talk about all the other stuff. Uh, <laughs> and true. Um, <laughs> that Undertaker and New Day thing, though, um, I'm fairly certain the Boogeyman's in it. Only because I, I follow him on Instagram and he put a video up and it's a brand new filmed bit of footage of him and it's got the WWE watermark at the bottom right and it looks quite cinematic in the way that it's shot. So I feel so like he might is, be in there. Is Undertaker, he's retired and now he's Jigsaw. That's it. Is this just saw with the new day? <laughs> it's exactly it. what it is. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> it looks like doesn't he? Because he's like he's in a fucking control room looking at all screens while like the new <laughs> day are freaking out. We also, we should do that collectively as as like a watch along episode. I think we could. I think we should if we can. If you can do. There's Netflix. Like, there's Netflix party. So you can all that, watch the thing at the same time and there's the chat thing and everything. Yeah, yeah. Would we be allowed to stream it on Switch? Uh, I don't do know. I'm not sure. Well, Look into a, it. That could that's be fun. If not, we'll do a watch party on Discord for anyone yeah. who's listening who wants to be a part of. That. <laughs> 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 Great. I'd definitely be up for that. Yeah. Um, moving on. Um, WWE has announced that Triple H has undergone surgery. Um, an official statement from WWE said Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, underwent a successful procedure last week at Yale New Haven Hospital following a cardiac event. The episode was caused by a genetic heart issue and Paul is expected to make a full recovery. Um, Fucking hell. Yeah. Hope, Fucking hope, hell. We hope for a speedy recovery for, um, for Big Daddy Paul. Yeah. Um, genetic heart issue? Like, does that mean he's pacemaker? Uh, Do you typically have a pacemaker well, after a one gen- of those? A genetic one would mean that it's something that's like hereditary, wouldn't it? Mm. Or maybe your uh, dad's got like a heart or mum has got a heart condition. He's kind of just inherited um, it. Man, yeah, speedy, speedy recovery. That was yeah. that was big news. I heard that and uh, yeah, very worried, but oh. yeah, hopefully he's all right. It is, yeah, hopefully. Um, moving on, friend of the podcast, Dewdrop, aka Piper Niven, FKA Viper, got married this week. So massive Yay. congratulations. Massive indeed. She's awesome. Yeah, really she nice is. girl. Yeah. Very, very happy for her. Indeed. Bless her. Um, and moving on again, uh, Matt Menz and Rosarian, friend of the podcast, uh, 
said that people in WWE are very unhappy with Mick Foley after his recent criticisms of the promotion. There's an unwritten rule that WWE legends shouldn't disparage the company. I think that's bullshit because he didn't say anything wrong. No lies detected. He, he praised all out and he said WWE needs to up their fucking game. Yeah, which is what everyone's saying. Which is, is what which, saying. which is what what Vince clearly said himself afterwards when that that supposed text went around after All Out to like the creative team saying we need to pull our finger out. You know, you know the other funny thing as well. McFoley's son is on the creative team. Fucking hell! <laughs> I think I think he either he's a, he's a part of NXT and um, Two Five Lives. So to be fair, right? Um, but still, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> No lies detected from Mick Foley. Um, that's the, that's why Mick Foley's so beloved because he doesn't bullshit anyone. He doesn't yeah. hold the company line. He says it as it is. Mm-hmm. And he like he, he uh, smashed the TV up, didn't he? When uh, oh, fuck who was it? it was, there was a there was a match that was it was when Daniel Bryan was uh, was left out of the Royal Rumble. He smashed the TV up and he said he would, and he did. Fucking he's hell! Always, he's always. He's always been very critical of WWE, but I, it's not like he's like just shitting on them like a lot of like mm. bitter ones do. It's constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it comes from a good place. Mick wanting to see the industry get better. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not. I'm going. Oh, WWE's so shit. Yeah, it's not snidey fucking comments or anything. It's, it's yeah. I, I mean, the, the meme he put up was a bit snidey, but let's. Let, let, of Don't the, worry about uh, that. Don't worry about the that. The carrying cross from John Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's Mick wanting to see the business, the industry improve, and you can't fault him for that. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Absolutely. You no, know, no one way you could improve here, WWE mate. I fucking right. I, I've I've got well. There's many ways, but this is a step in the right direction in terms of of their game that's coming out. Something they can do, do to improve it. Self, that's how. You what? Just do it your fucking self. That's how. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, something that I think will definitely improve uh, things, at least for the gaming wise, um, coming from a report by Mike Straw of Sports Gamers Online, has revealed that GM Mode will finally re- return Woo-hoo! after a 15 year absence in the upcoming WWE 2K22 game. Uh, it said it was a top, uh, one source rather, uh, reportedly said it was a top priority. The fans clearly wanted it and the team knew that they had to, uh, that they had the ammo to get it approved and in. That's fucking yeah. awesome. That's really I mean, cool. How, how many times can you ask for something mm. and not get it? it it's, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's, all, it's almost like a... It's almost like WWE games don't listen to the fans either. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very very excited. We will absolutely be doing some stuff on Switch with GM mode. Oh f- fuck yeah! Absolutely. If um, you do multiplayer, oh, imagine if you can do like three brands. Me, you, and Aaron could do it. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh please do. Um, if anyone from WWE Games is listening, I'm only joking about you not listening to your fans. Um, <laughs> send three copies of WWE 2K22. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to NXT, you know, uh, Kishida has revealed that he's been off TV because he tested positive for COVID-19 despite being double vaccinated. Um, Who earns? Yeah, he, he's, he, he has recovered now and he said he's due back imminently, but he's kind of wanted to like give a bit of... Um, Clarity on the situation to everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Get well soon, mate. Yeah, he said. He said as well. The pandemic is still very much out, out there, which is true. People need to fucking remember this. Yeah, just because you can pop out a few places here and there, like doesn't mean that it's suddenly disappeared and fucking gone. And I'm sure, unfortunately, there's likely to be another wave of it come the winter months. But just be fucking sensible and don't be a blurt about it. Yes, <laughs> basically. Uh, Fightful have provided an update on the new look NXT. Uh, the new NXT debuts next week, uh, and there are still questions about the direction from talent. Um, Fightful are told that numerous talent asked higher ups in NXT this week and were given non answers about what the new direction entailed. One of the few details provided in recent weeks was that NXT specifically was hoping to have more characters 
although that appeared to be in a broad sense. Uh, we've heard good things from talent and staff about how the CWC has been looking over the last week. Um, obviously, they pre-recorded the last three episodes to get the CWC into uh, into shape for this new look. Um, and they've spoken to multiple sources who said the changes physically uh, look to be an improvement and appear to be much more scaled down, a much more scaled down version of main roster TV sets to some degree. Uh, talent are also in the dark about who are, who will be running the show with Triple H sidelined due to the uh, aforementioned health reasons. Um, talent is not aware of that situation until it was made public either. Oh, let's take in there. I mean, they, they didn't mention the gunge bit, did they? <laughs> the what? Um, the gunge bit. <laughs> uh, Dave Benson Phillips. Uh, it, just the way it looks, it, 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 it does look cool. Like the, from the It looks like a scaled-down version of what Raw and SmackDown used to be before they changed it up, when well, it went it, back in front of crowds. Yeah, even even that, like, even then, it like there's no, like, uh, barriers at ringside by those things. There's going to just be, like, the raised seat. It looks kind of, looks similar to um, the set that the NWA used for their tapings. Yeah. Uh, in the, fuck, what's it called? Soundstage sort of thing. Hmm. Um yeah, it's it's going to be interesting in it to see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've also renamed uh, Parker Boudreaux and um, Bronson Rex Steiner. Yeah. Um, Rex Steiner. Yeah, which is funny because um, like they literally Rick Steiner renamed himself to Rick Steiner because it was just a surname. Yeah. <laughs> and they've done the same thing for Bronson Rex Steiner to just Rex Steiner. Mm-hmm. If you start putting some Stein on my promos, I'll be fucking here for it. <laughs> Parker Baudreau is now known as uh, Gunnar Harland. Gunnar Harland. Yeah. Because he looks like Erling Harland on steroids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like a big Norsk bully. Yes. Fuck looks, your shit up. He looks like Brock's boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's thingy Hammerstone. Alexander Hammerstone. <laughs> Literally, son of Brock. Son of Brock. Truck stop Brock is what he looked like this week. He's got a t-shirt that says Beef Castle and I'm here for it. <laughs> Need uh, me one of those. I but the, uh, just going back to the kind of this new look NXT thing, a lot of people are shitting on it already. And I think... Um, I think my issue with it is that it's... If it's just like a sort of smaller Raw or Smackdown, it almost becomes a little bit too... like sanitized doesn't it uh. that's my issue like it, it's the same with like the whole oh yeah we're not gonna hire independent wrestlers we're going to hire athletes and we're going to train them to all wrestle the same way uh. it, it almost becomes like a production line and not a wrestling company yeah and that's worrying that that's what i like that when wwe went really shit during like fucking early 2000 or sorry the mid 2000s mm. when the like the end of the Rupert Gracken era when like... So when the roster was just bloated as fuck. Yeah, when it was just big fuckers as well who couldn't uh, work. Um, yeah. And it's... And then the end of the pirate guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, um, oh, fuck who else was it? There's a couple, a couple of indie guys like... Hmm. Indie, oh, Cesaro, plus, um, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, uh, Finn Balor, uh, Hideo Itami... Shinsuke, mm-hmm. guys who have got like a bit more, a bit more well travelled, a bit more experience, you know a bit more about actual wrestling and not yeah, yeah, in the American footballer who just got just trained to be a wrestler. Looks big and was trained to be a not, wrestler. Not that there's anything wrong with that because no. the guys Biggie who are immensely entertaining and that's their background. Yeah, say so, uh, Baron Corbin Baron came Corbin from me. Well, um, Roman Reigns, Roman, yeah, like. Well, like Collegiate football, yeah. But at the same time, it's like it, if there's nothing to make it make things stand out, they, they run the risk of it all getting kind of like just lost in a shuffle, don't they? Mm, mm. Yeah, Which is what my concern of it is. That's my concern over more the in ring stuff because I honestly mm. I don't care what the logo looks like. I don't care what the arena looks like. If what I'm watching in the ring yeah. is good. It doesn't matter too much if you can put yeah. on a good show. Fine, I don't care what the logo looks but like. At the same time, like that's why I thought NXT and NXT UK still stand out is because 
it doesn't all look like the same aesthetic. Yeah. Because it has got a different aesthetic to it and that's what works. Mm. It's it it like they don't need to rebrand it. It's as as I said as I've said like multiple times, if it isn't broken, don't try and fix it. Yeah. But Vince McMahon's a control freak and he keeps fucking trying to fix things and <laughs> does, does, just just no. Just no. no. Um should we things that definitely don't need fixing, should we talk about AW so I can get happy again? Um <laughs> <laughs> so, all out happened last Sunday, and oh my god, what a fucking show it was! Um, there were three huge debuts, and uh, one surprise guest cameo as well, which we'll get to later. Um, let's start with one of the debuts: Adam Cole, baby, signed with All Heat Wrestling, um, and made his debut all out Sunday night in one of the more memorable show closes ever in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, the the big brass ball they had to do that. Just, just drop fucking monster debut back yeah. to back. That's yeah. that's ballsy and pull it off. Fuck me. Well done. Well done. Mad. Yeah. Um, learned a ton of news in regards to the signing. Um, Cole's appearance didn't necessarily come as a surprise to many within WWE, as much as the company expected them to be heading to AW as of last weekend when his contract expiring. Obviously, didn't be signed. Um. Uh, as Fightful reported, WWE had operated on the assumption that he was uh, as good as gone by the time they sent out a memo to some within the company. Um, and then they said, still those with, that we spoke to within WWE had nothing but positive things to say about Adam Cole on the way out, especially the way that he handled the surprise contract expiration and extension. Um, which, yeah, he did the same, similar thing with Ring of Honor where he made sure he finished all the storylines, mm. extension, and then left. Um Nobody um, that Fightful spoke to uh, within WWE was outright told by Cole that he'd be appearing at All Out and he was hidden the night of the show. Uh, and they were told that the deal with AEW wasn't official until Sunday. But those who needed to know were informed well ahead of time as merchandise and other aspects of the debut had to be prepared. Um, the finish of the show was discussed among talent involved late in the evening after the CM Punk Derby Allen match. So they only really had like about 45 minutes to prepare for so, the actual... Not like, even that. Sounds like an episode of Raw. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> fair, fair play, very well pulled off. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Very well executed. Um, his entrance music as well absolutely slaps. Yeah, so, man. My, Mikey Ruckus, credit where it's due to get that, to getting that together in like a week. Mm. Um, yeah, th- this is very cool. Uh, I think... Obviously, uh, when Adam Cole like kind of went to NXT, they did the whole thing on BT. But the the thing was that they were in New Japan and in Ring of Honor. They were trying to have Adam Cole usurp Kenny Omega as the leader of the Bullet Club, right? And I feel like they're already pick up, up where they left off. Pretty much, yeah. It feel it feels that way. I mean, he's he's said a few little slide digs at Kenny and the books um, mm. on Dynamite and Rampage this week, saying like saying Kenny Omega is the best wrestler in the world and it's solidified by the AEW title. Obviously, the whole like phrase being there, it's not the it's not the belt that makes the man the man that makes the belt. He's mm-hmm. saying the belt is Kenny Omega. Um little little dick. Even even down to like where he put the picture of him him and the books, like the books kissing him on the cheap at uh, all out up and he literally cropped, like cropped so, out. So he cropped out Kenny. On yeah. Twitter, um, and then on Rampage, he said, "I, I, I would give my life for the books. I would give my life for Kenny. They wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't do anything to hurt me." And it's like he looked like he didn't believe what he was saying. He put a lot of effort <laughs> into it. Um, yeah, when we get that eventual Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole match, it's gonna fucking be awesome. Oh, be so, yes, boy. Good. But yeah, yeah uh, that wasn't the only debut we got out there. No. Well, Fucking hell, no, it wasn't. Uh, so Fightful gave an update on Ruby Soho. Uh, as Fightful Select reported on August 4th, that Ruby Soho was brought into Elite Wrestling. Um, all Elite Wrestling, rather. Uh, those that had spoken to uh, said there was immediate interest in the form of Ruby Riot, not just from All Elite Wrestling, but from other companies and independents as well. Uh, Some were told early on that Ruby would not be taking any bookings and that those promoters assumed due to that that she was likely AEW bound. Fightful was told as far back as July that they had heard that Soho would like uh, would like to sorry, would like the last story joining the company. Uh, 
Um, we've also heard from numerous WWE stars uh, who were over the moon about her appearance and debut and how much uh, the moment seemed to mean to her. Um, upon Ruby's release, there were unanimous positive reactions to Ruby personally from those that they'd spoken to, which made it unsurprising to hear that many of those within AEW were said to have pushed for her within to join the company. Um, yeah, I am. I was absolutely made up and over the moon that she she went there. Um, it's the, the best place for her. It was so so good. Um, she's fucking awesome. She was terribly underused in WWE and hopefully sooner rather than later Liv will be able to join her as well and she can get used properly too. Love her. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the outpouring on Twitter was really nice. Like, there's so many people who are, like, losing this shit. It's weird as well that, like, WWE, like, their Twitter thing is very, like, you can't talk about them. Mm. And uh, there was so many, ta- there was, like, the last couple of weeks there's been so many talent talking about uh like when punk debuted mm. there's loads of talent tweeting about that and not really happened. i was like what the fuck's going on here? yeah and and the same thing for ruby and and adam cole and danielson and even even stuff like where people would <laughs> people were just talking about um about uh like matches on the card like the lucha brothers young books matching stuff like that. i was just thinking yeah, yeah. Either they really just don't give a shit, <laughs> or they're a bit more lax about it. Well, it may maybe they're like, well, we, we can't fire them because they'll go to AEW. For shit. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it it was very cool to see. Uh, she looks so very many. Bad. Yeah, it, it was lovely to eaten. see the amount of people that were like on Twitter, as you say, and just been like amazing news. Congratulations, well done. Yeah. Yeah. If you, oh, sorry, if you haven't saying. seen the um, the video, the Road to Dynamite AW put up on Tuesday, it shows her and Sarah Logan backstage, and she's lovely, really hot woman. Yeah, yeah. wholesome um, as fuck. Yeah, it also talks about another person who debuted on there, um, which we've mentioned a few times. Uh, stupid, sexy Brian Danielson with his little Brock knot. Um, <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? A Brock knot. I mean, are you going to tell Brock it's anything otherwise? Nah. Probably rip your arm off and eat it, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Brian Danielson debuted. He didn't have the music we expected them to have. Uh, he had, um, oh shit, I can't remember what it, Flight of the Valkyrie, or no, is that it? It is called, because I've downloaded this, uh, Born for Greatness by Elliot Taylor. It's like a, oh. it's like a rap remix of, Fight of uh, Flight of the Valkyries. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Daniel, uh, Dave Meltzer even reported that AW did attempt to get the final da- countdown for Danielson. However, the rights to the song were too costly for even AEW. Yeah, um, I mean... Apparently, that's... apparently Europe wanted a quarter of a million a show. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow, fucking hell. How bad's that? Um, Fuck off, Europe. Million. You don't need that money, you... Jeez. They should just get Mikey Ruckus to cover it. Yeah. Just do that. Just do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a super hype final countdown um, <laughs> Meltzer also indicated that Brian Danielson's deal with AW is for three years um, which I mean he, he said not on book it's, it's weird isn't it like a lot of people like kind of just shit on WWE whenever they leave because he left like him and Adam Cole both left like such an amicable way yeah that they both kind of had like really good things to say about both companies and it's, it's, it is refreshing um, yeah and he, he's, he said, obviously, like, he, he said, oh, yeah, I love working there, but if I'm leaving, it's got to be for a big reason. And he's like, he, which hypes up how big AEW's about to become. Mm-hmm. I he, Also, this week, uh, I, again, I didn't put in the news because there was a lot going on with AEW. Um, <laughs> AEW actually beat Raw in Did? the 18 to 49 demographic, which is Key like. Key demo. The key demographic, um, not by a lot, only by still like, wins a win, only by like fifteen twenty thousand people. But hopefully, that's gonna be like the, the thing where Vince goes, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, thing is, thing is, eighteen to forty odd. That's AEW's key demographic. Yeah. Is that Raw's key demographic? Because Raw feels like a kids show. 
Rose, key demographic is an audience of one mate, <laughs> which is a 75-year-old child. <laughs> yeah. But that's, do you know what I mean? It. Like, Raw generally feels like it's geared towards a slightly younger audience. It is, but then the time slot is why it's the key demographic. Because they're, they're t- like their time, it's eight or seven, depending on where you are. On I the think country. it's six or se- yeah. Smackdown's later. Smackdown's eight over there. Yeah. But you can tell, like you watch the two, Smackdown feels like the more mature show of the two. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're both, they're both, uh, they both start at seven, eight. So yeah. um, even though it's a PG company, mm-hmm. uh, like because of the time slot, that's why it's the key demographic. Mm-hmm because they're the most people who are going to be watching TV, like TV at that time. So. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. You were saying about kind of the fact that, that both Brian and Cole left on those amicable terms um, and had kind of nothing but positive things to say about the company afterwards. But it's mad how, like I think we were saying just before we started recording about the kind of offer that WWE were putting on the table for Brian yeah. before he left. Yeah. And they were—they literally were like breaking all their rules, basically, like the forbidden door, if you like, allowing him to go and wrestle in the G one as part of his deal if he resigned with WWE, and, and he still and said no, and he's still going to do that with AEW, exactly. Yeah. We're still going to get Brian versus Sheets. <laughs> we're going to get Brian versus Carter. Mm. Oh. oh, stop it. Yeah, that, that for yeah. me like speaks kind of volumes where you've got someone like WWE who are willing to break kind of everything that they are so kind of like dead against in order to keep someone and he still doesn't want to stay there. Well, also, I mean, on back to the Adam Cole thing, one thing, again, I, I forgot to put a few little bits in the news this week. <laughs> uh, one thing we didn't mention was that the plans for Adam Cole got leaked. The oh, WWE Jesus, show. yeah. And they were going to change his name. They were going to make him a heel manager for. Keith Hang on, Cole. they were going to change his name. Yeah, because they because wow. they didn't want fans getting confused with Adam Cole and Michael Cole. <sighs> That's the other thing. Treat your fans stupid, then you're going to fucking lose them, I. Um, but yeah, they were going to change his name. They were going to make him a heel manager for Keith Lee, and my like the no disrespect to Keith Lee because he's one of my favorites, but when you've got like one of the best wrestlers in the world don't hamstring string them by making them a fucking manager mm. it was uh, they were they were comparing it to leo rush and bobby lash you know i was yeah. upset about that too because leo rush is phenomenal mm. and again <laughs> don't put like a fucking amazing wrestler as a manager what's the point yeah he did it with sammy Zayn, with didn't he with the when he was nakamura's manager what are we doing here, guys? Seriously. Well, hang on. Do you not remember the match that they had in NXT a few years ago? And now you've just got yeah. a mouthpiece for him. That's that's literally one of the matches I show people to get them into wrestling. Yeah. Because it's incredible. Mm. And it doesn't have any story. It doesn't have any build-up. It's just two it's guys. just two guys go. that can go. Yeah. Yeah. It's This is what's so infuriating. No, it's like... like and uh, Brian Daniels... To go back to Brian Daniels, and he said a really good point. He said... Obviously, uh, it was it was kind of like the um, a parallel to what CM Punk said when he said, "Oh yeah, in two thousand and five, I I left professional wrestling, and now I'm back." Whereas he, Brian said, "I didn't leave professional wrestling because I take wrestling wherever I go." Nice, and he does. He yeah. he, he he made WWE like, and that's why he was so popular because he mm-hmm. fucking actually just wrestled. Yeah, and people yeah. are like, "This is great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like WWE is like most ashamed of the fucking wrestling part. Of their name, just change that, your name. Just change it to fucking play days, mate. <laughs> fucking do it. That's what you want it to be. Fucking entertainment. Change it to something entertainment. Okay. Um, yeah, but it, it, this is this is a very very cool big shift in wrestling right now. Mm. I think. I, I was talking to uh, on the AW All Out podcast, which if you haven't listened to, go listen to me and Big Tasty break it down beat by beat, and we talk about the importance of that show, which it, it really was like probably the most important wrestling show since the first Double or Nothing. That wasn't yeah. a WWE show, of course. Um, and yeah, it, it it's definitely the most excited I've been to be an AW fan since Double or Nothing, the first one where like. Yeah. 
at the end when Moxley just walked through the crowd and it and beat the shit out of Kenny Omega. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. <laughs> Something's happening, happening here. <laughs> this is big. Yeah. And yeah. this is the thing. Like, the, this was like them outdoing themselves. Mm. I have an Adam Cole come out and me, like, big tasty Mr. Trip by not filming my reaction because I was half asleep. And all of a sudden, I was on my feet, like dancing around my living room at like five in the morning <laughs> because Adam Cole came out. And then it was like the Chris Pratt meme where he like turns out like, <laughs> and then I turned to Big Tasty as Daniel Bryan's music fucking hits. And we've got the they do both, they do both now. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it it was it was one of the coolest moments of the yeah. wrestling for a long time. And like, hey, you just keep kind of. Hitting, hitting these home runs at the moment it's like this is so cool yeah yeah but yeah um do you want to do you want to talk about another signing for the all elite boys yeah man uh they announced a signing this week of independent wrestler standout lee moriarty good shit he is awesome he, de- yeah. he designs dan Housen's merchandise as well he's a top lad does he um, yeah he designed the um most of them well the best selling one was the cm punk shirt that dan has nice uh, which I own, um, <laughs> but yeah. Also, don't, don't let that uh, disguise the fact that he's a phenomenal wrestler. He is mm-hmm. absolutely outstanding. Yeah. The the thought of Lee Moriarty versus Brian Danielson something is amazing. Um, he he's had some really good matches with Wheeler Utah, who's also an AEW. So going to get that on a bigger stage is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also had some very good matches with Daniel Garcia again. Also an AW. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Uh he he is absolutely one to watch. He's a guy I think will in a couple of years' time be spoken about as being one of the best wrestlers in the world. Especially um said like a guy like Jonathan Gresham said he's in in his opinion one of the best wrestlers in the world today. And Jonathan yeah. Gresham, And that's coming opinion, from Jonathan Gresham, who's <laughs> one of the best wrestlers in the world today. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. I praise a uh, very good wrestler. Uh, he, he said, um, check out his match with Wheeler Uther if you want to get like an idea of what he's about. He also, um, his, his other, other big thing he did recently was um, he ended War Horses. I can't remember. I think it was like a two-year reign with the IWTV World Championship. Damn. And in do- and then he lost He lost it like quite quickly to Wheeler Uther, but still, like he... He broke that reign, which Warhorse was like mm. um, so that, that was very cool. Yeah. Um yeah, he, he's absolutely one to watch. Oh, yeah, that was much with, with Wheelie to fucking bang. Mm-hmm. Um moving on, um about potential return now. Uh we spoke about him earlier. Uh, Tony Elite revealed on his Twitter that he's in talk with Leo Rush about a return to AEW. Um he said, I see a lot of tweets talking about Leo Rush today, because Leo Rush announced a new album. Um yeah. Coincidentally, I've been talking to, to Leo Rush a lot recently about return to AW, and it feels like that that's something that could happen in the near future. Um, Even though Leo Rush is retired twice bad. now, don't worry about it. New Teddy Punk, mate. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Fucking make your mind up, boy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think with with Leo, it seems like he's got like a lot of sort of he's got his fingers and a lot of pies, doesn't he? Like he, he's he's got his music career. Hmm. Um, he was doing a lot of uh, wrestling wise. He's he was like kind of still honoring his dates for New Japan before he retired, so maybe it's kind of like he, he's he's got a bit more of that passion about it, and he feels like he's maybe. But didn't made he? Up. Wasn't he rehabbing an injury as well? He went through surgery he, not too long ago. Was yeah, it just he after in, he came in in the the. He, he literally got did in that match. It was when he did that cut to Matt Hardy, he mm. like his shoulder, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be injured and not be able to like kind of." Provide my child, kid. yeah, because yeah, he couldn't because he fucked his own. But yeah, I mean, you've, you've got to think as well if he's kind of got like a handshake agreement with AW and he's seeing all the talent they're bringing in and he's like, I want some of that. <laughs> I, could wrestle, I could wrestle CM Punk, I could wrestle Brian Danielson, wrestle Adam Cole, I could wrestle Adam Cole, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, I could wrestle even some of the guys they've already got that he's not wrestled yet. Darby um, Allen. Jungle Darby, Boy. Oh, Darby Leo Rush would be fucking awesome. Yeah. Reignite his feud with Joey Janela on a grander stage. Oh, yes. Um, Bring back no the, uh, is it Blackheart, his character? 
It's kind of oh, like yeah. his version of the demon. Yeah. yeah. Blackheart's good. Blackheart's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. If he does, does some Blackheart, there's Darby Allen. That'd be cool. Hmm. That'd be very cool. Um, yeah. I I think I think he's probably seen that and gone, and he's he's been wrestling some really good matches in New Japan as well. Yeah. Probably like seeing that he's kind of like reignited his passion for it by wrestling for New Japan and gone. Yeah. Maybe maybe I should come. Maybe it's the time. It, maybe it's a bit too exciting a time to come back. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, very excited to see what Leo does because he's excellent. Yeah. Uh, this past week, uh, PWI revealed their top five hundred wrestlers in the world, and in ascending numerical order, number ten, Rich Swan. Number nine, Shingo Takagi. Number eight, Finn Balor. Number seven, Will Ospreay. Number six, John Moxley. Number five, Kota Ibushi. Number four, Drew McIntyre. Three, Bobby Lashley. Two, head of the table, Roman Reigns. And number one, Kenneth Omega. The belt collector. The belt collector. Yeah. What do you reckon? Do you agree with that top ten? I, I, I think they'd be hard-pressed to pick anyone but Kenny. Yeah. Because it, it's all down to the fact that he's held world titles for other companies mm. as well as the APU. Um And his, his title reign has been very good. Apparently, uh, PWI actually spoke about it. And he said there were, they had like an hour debate about whether it was going to be Kenny or Roman. Really? So they've put a lot of thought into this. I think... I, I'm not sure 100% on the timing thing. I think it's literally like, not the calendar year, but I think it's like, it's the way it is. It's mm. from like now to this time last year. So, oh, like September time, through September or August. Or yeah, then. or could be in August through August. So the, during the pandemic, obviously Roman took the time off because he was didn't want to risk his health, fair mm. enough. Uh, but I think that's like kind of what, like, tweet because like he he wasn't wrestling for the entire judging period yeah yeah i mean to be fair he's still done an incredible job um and but yeah other than that looking at the list maybe take rich swan out the top 10 yeah but then it's because he was the impact champion he was having good matches as impact champion Mm. and i'd probably switch shingo and will osprey if i'm as in in terms of position yeah Seven um, nine, yeah. Keep Finn there. Keep Mox there. Keep Kota there. Drew's uh, in there because he he just carried the company basically throughout that pandemic. Yeah. Like he was champion for the whole thing. Lashley has been champion since when did he beat? Probably I can't remember. February. Okay, mm. decent amount of time. Um, Roman's been champion for a little over a year now. Yeah, and Kenny's been champ since December. Hmm. But then, who's been who do you th- feel personally has been the more compelling champion roman or kenny because whilst um, kenny's had all of the different belts rarely defends the triple a rarely defended but rarely defends all of them whereas like uh, yeah I'm just, I'm just trying to gauge I, it, it, I mean he defended the impact one quite frequently for impact okay um it's it's hard to t- it's like it's a really hard choice and I can see why they took an hour mm. to deliver it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's weird. I think Kenny's has probably been a little bit more compelling based on the fact that like he did like full heel then mm. when he won the belt whereas Roman did the heel turn then he won the belt and then he did like the sort of Jey Uso stuff and that was a lot of like kind of lot of a slower build to where we are now with Roman. Mm. Whereas Kenny was like, we knew it was there. We, he'd been teasing it for a long ass time. And right. then when he, he won it, then he got the, he got Don Callis. He got the, he reformed the elite. Mm. And it, the, the story work that both guys have done, like that's not to take away from both guys. And it is literally by a hair mm. to, that I choose it. Yeah. But I think just, based on the whole hangman story with Kenny and all that as well. I think Kenny's been Just very to watch. Yeah, yeah. And also, as I say, it's unprecedented that 
someone in this day and age holds like four world titles at the same time. Different promoters, like all over the place. Yeah. 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 Um, And you just got to watch like the work he's done in like the other companies as well, like Triple A Impact. The the problem the problem Roman has is that he's kind of like shackled to the one thing, which is SmackDown. Yeah. Obviously, Survivor Series, he had the match with Drew, but he's he's been shackled to that, and also he's not had like a wealth of different opponents. Like he was in a big long feud with Kevin Owens, in a big. Uh, who's he had? Edge, Brian. Yeah, but he Owens, went, he, Cesaro, he went back to Edge and Brian as well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He, had, he had James so for like three months then he had Kevin Owens for three months yeah yeah Fair whereas enough. Kenny had like the feud with Moxley and then he had like Orange and Park and then he'd done he had the match with Phoenix on yeah, an episode with, of Dynamite yeah which was fucking insane match with Jungle um, Boy as well he had the match with Jungle Boy he had um, Christian he wrestled twice mm. Um, and then that's that's not not including like his match with Andrade and Triple A his match with Moose in Impact, his match with Rich Swan in Impact. That's true. The, the six man they had uh, against Moose, Rich Swan, and oh, yeah. An impact. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Edwards. Yeah. So I think I think just because he's, it, it, again, it's because he's at the benefit of being able to go and work for other companies. Yeah. That's why, yeah. That's why I'd personally put Kenny. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'd probably agree. But as you say, it's, He's fortunate where that he's in that position where he can go to other companies. If AEW didn't have that working agreement with other companies, would he still be at number one? If he was just AEW champion, and it was just based on his work in AEW, would he still be at number one? I think so. I think yeah. the story, the storyline that he's been working, which has been a really long build storyline. Him and Hangman. Him and Hangman. Mm-hmm. Like it's literally been since like the inception of the company. They've been kind of like the two kind of like parallels mm-hmm. and every now and again they come close to each other like passing chips and then move away and then eventually we're going to get that match and eventually we're going to have um, Hangman the Throne Kenny and it's going to be probably one of AEW's defining moments yeah so yeah for sure it, the, the fact that like it, but it's a weird thing again because they're both essentially playing the same role that they're that champion that doesn't seem like they're ever going to get toppled mm. and then when they do it's going to make a guy yeah like when the provided provided wwe doesn't want do what wwe do all the fucking time and have roman drop it to like goldberg or brock or yeah even the rock yeah provided roman drops it to a guy who's going to get made by him with a made man by him winning keith lee like, keith lee like biggie mm. like even someone from fucking nxt a couple of years from now yeah. Who comes up and just Odyssey Jones, <laughs> Gable Stevenson, mate? Yeah, like provided they literally use it this rain to give somebody the rub to make yeah. them a star, then those guys are playing the exact same role. That's what I mean. It's like it's like comparing Batman's, like mm. Michael Keaton and Bale are the two that always get like sort of like said are the two best ones. Yeah, yeah. But it's two totally different films because Bale one's a lot more gritty and serious. Yeah. Whereas the Keaton ones, the uh, Tim, the Tim Burton, Tim Burton, yeah, Tim Burton, and it's very, it's almost like sort of campy in the in its darkness. Mm-hmm. So it's that's what it's that's what it's like. That's what I mean. It just depends what day you like. Yeah. Roman could go go out tomorrow and have a, like that match with Finn Balor, um, or not tomorrow, like in a couple of weeks, could have that match with Finn Balor. And it'd be absolutely fucking outstanding. And then I'd mm. be like, oh, maybe, maybe that maybe that would edge me a bit. But yeah, yeah. Right right this second, it would be Kenny. Fair enough. But again, by a fucking hair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I also, also Kenny, got, Kenny got brownie points for absolutely eviscerating Will Ospreay <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, oh, when, God, yeah, that when, was good. When Will Ospreay said I could beat number one again, Kenny was just like, mate, your company's gone cold. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only competition I've got to, from a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Kenny gets brownie points for making Will Ospreay understand, um, <laughs> and also acknowledging Roman at the same time. Yeah. Moving on from that very 
interesting discussion. Um, this something I'm very fucking excited about is uh, in just over a week, uh, AW Grand Slam at the Arthur Ashe Arena in Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. And friend of the podcast, Andrew Zarian, has come through with the news saying uh, this Queen show is going to be something really special for AEW and the fans in the building. Oh. So he's, he's what, a, what do you reckon? He's got a little, he's got a cheeky signing up his sleeve that he's going to unveil. Nah, I, well, if I is it going to be Hangman? I think it could be Hangman coming back. They've announced two matches. That being Malachi Black versus Cody, which has given me the absolute fear <laughs> because Cody don't lose twice. Whoa, um, we fucking win on this occasion. Kick I, the tattoo I, off his neck. I hope. I, I hope that uh, the Pepsi man slaps Cody so hard that his tattoo turns into a Pepsi logo. Um, <laughs> and um, the other one being the Varsity Blondes versus MJF and Super Sexy Wardlow. Um, nice. Two, two very good matches. Uh, I get the impression they're probably going to have Brian Danielson's AW in ring debut. Yeah. I reckon they might maybe do him and Kenny in a non-title match and then Hangman shows up at the end. Yeah. Um, shout. Yeah, they're, they're, all, they're also teasing they're going to do uh, Matt Hardy and Orange Cassidy in a hair versus hair match for reasons. Um <laughs> But I'm, I'm sure AW, I, I trust them completely. They've got a, they've got no reason. <laughs> they've not they've not strayed me wrong yet. Not yet. But, not yet. <laughs> but it could also be a tease for this next thing, given the way the dates line up. Could be because uh, there's a possibility that Bray Wyatt's non-compete clause is actually only sixty days. Uh, that's a report coming out from the Wrestling Observer this week. Uh, so it appears uh, Bray Wyatt it appears um, will be there. Um, either Impact or AEW. If it's AEW, um, the talk is that it would be on the 29th of September on that episode of Dynamite, which is in Rochester, New York, which is Brody Lee's home. Um, if not there, then soon after. But that would be a lovely, lovely touch if it was. It really, yeah. really would. Oh, what if what if he's the guy who's going to reunite the Dark Order? <sighs> Not not as the leader, just no, no, just yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be lovely. I'd, I'd be. like that. And then he either that or he's like comes skulking out the fucking forbidden door like the Babadook and just murder somebody. <laughs> <laughs> a, new, a new fiend mask. Yeah, oh. just slithers out, gets in, gets Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> Ooh. They're doing a lot of teasing that something fucking bad. Some big bad's coming out of that forbidden door. There is. Moxley Moxley said said you never know what's waiting on the other side of the door. And obviously Murder Grand like came out and did a bad murder on him. Mm-hmm. Um But what if what if there's something worse than Murder Grand had? Whoa, it's like that episode of What If where the big fucking octopus tentacle things come out. That's Bray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine Bray's Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what what if uh, like I mean that, that that's exciting in itself that again Bray's a game changer yeah like huge who, huge signing who who would he feud with first oh don't know he's already he's already teased he's already teased feuding with Punk is he before Punk like even like came back he, he, he did. He teased. He teased feuding with Punk, and he mentioned Brody. Oh, in, okay. Like saying Brody wouldn't want to see us fighting. Oh yes, yeah, so, because he put but the picture up of them, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. Punk said something, something to Bray. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, that'd be good. Oh, it would. Oh, it would. That, be, that being said, Punk's got his fucking hands full. He called up absolute Ricky Starks. He's gonna fucking fucking out. He's gonna fucking pay. <laughs> I made a big mistake. Absolutely all the belts, Ricky Starks. All the all the belts, absolute Ricky Starks. <laughs> um if for whatever reason Pretty Deadly ever leaves WWE, put them in team tabs with Ricky Starks, call them absolutely deadly. Dream faction right there. <laughs> absolutely the, deadly. The, the, the best the, drip in the game. <laughs> the drip would be obscene. They need they need to fucking censor. <laughs> need all the wet floor signs. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Shall we talk about there's a few little bits about the rest in the world? There is. Go on. Uh, so Ring of Honor have announced uh, a couple of signings. Um, the signing of Roxy, um, Miranda Elise, and Max the Impaler to their women's division. Um, they also announced uh, two former NXT stars will be showing up at death before the sauna facing each other. In fact, as Jake Atlas will face uh, Taylor now Rust, formerly Tyler Rust of the Diamond Man. Um, awesome. Yeah, uh, Roxy Jake and Atlas is Ra- fucking awesome. He, he's great. So, very good. so Tyler Rust to be fair. Yeah, very good. Um, obviously, um, Roxy and Miranda Lee are the finals of the women's title tournament, so it makes sense that they both get signed before fighting for the women's title. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Max the Impactor has been a standout as well. Um, she's got such a cool look. Really, she looks like a Mad Max character. She's Something got like, like a fucking predator mask that she comes out in. She's absolutely badass. Fuck it, yeah. Oh, I recognise it. Yeah, yeah, she looks awesome. Yeah. She's she's just a destroyer. That's all yeah. she's been doing, just destroying the women's division. That's a um, quality looking character. Yeah, um, <laughs> and she even found time to shit all over her carrying Cross's mask. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I made mine myself and it looks better than that. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor um, doing some really good work at the moment. Um, and hopefully they get the forbidden door open because I want to see Jonathan Grasham and Brian Danielson. Just, oh, mate, please. Just wrestle. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, PWG did Jonathan Grasham and Lee Moriarty recently. Yeah, they did. They could do it in PWG. Yeah. Dan Housen's already Dan Housen's already requested that um Super Gorilla. Um Super Gorilla. <laughs> give him CM Punk and Brian Danielson a treat of team. <laughs> <laughs> that that's sweet. If, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's hilarious. I, I have a good good laugh about, about that. Hmm. Stupid sexy Dan Housen. <laughs> and finally, uh rest of the world news. MLW have announced the signing of friend of the podcast. Danny Limelight, who is now going by the name of Rivera and uh, Slice Boogie as well. And they are part of the new LAX. Yeah, they actually debuted. Um, I was going to say, didn't he debut like a few weeks ago? Yeah, um, yeah I think because he, he was obvi- he was a guy that AEW were trying to like showcase. It uh, was Danny Limelight and Slice Boogie was actually doing some work with NWA. Okay. Um, Neither got signed to a deal, and uh, I think he—it's one of those things. He said to AW like he—he he, he wants to come back and work there. He just wanted a bit more of a opportunity and a bit more time mm. to kind of like prove himself, which is fair. Yeah. Um, because he is very, very good Indeed. at the wrestle. Um, yeah, in, interesting time as well in MLW because obviously they've got LAX showing up, and they've also got uh, Azteca Underground. Woo-hoo. There's, there's a war of brewing in MLW. Um, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't watch MLW and but does miss Lucha Underground, uh, all their shows are, well, their weekly TVs are free on YouTube. I think they go up an hour before Dynamite and it's about an hour. So if you want a third hour of wrestling for whatever obscene reason that may be. Um, third hour of quality yeah. wrestling, though. But it is, it's a third hour of quality wrestling and not fucking replays and just trash. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, MLW is the place to go because they have got a very, very, very stacked roster. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's the news. Don't think we've Sweet. got any any questions on the old Discord. I did ask. No, that anyone is not it. from the forbidden door of the podcast? No, we did not. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Appreciate it as always. If you're not already. Join our Discord community because it's fucking awesome and numbers in there are going up and there's chats and banter across all the different channels. Really, really we have, good. We well worth joining. Channel. Yeah, the cater to Danhausen as well. Channel housing. Yeah. We, we, still, we still haven't got a don't worry about it emoji though. Which I'm, I'm working on it. I'll do it today. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> So yeah, you can find us on Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. You can also find us on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast and on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. So there's all the social medias. Uh, we'll be, yeah, we'll be doing some twitching at some point today, won't we? Yeah, border lads, lads, lads on tour. 
all the lads, lads, lads on tour. We'll also That's be doing it. some co-op Legends mode, Ghosts of Sushima, because <laughs> it might be the best game ever made. It could, it could be. It's, it could it be up there. there for me. Yeah. It. It'd be my yeah. favourite game ever. Loving it. <laughs> Loving that. Yes. Right. Catch you next time, guys. All the best. Take care. Bye. Bye. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to test out your cancer charities. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.